This is the LexisNexis California Legal News Podcast. Litigation news stories from recent issues of LexisNexis Mealies. Current and targeted legal news and litigation reports. LexisNexis Legal News, nominee in the ABA Journal Blog 100. The best legal blogs is selected by the ABA Journal's editors. Relatives of a California state trooper and three family members whose fatal auto accident brought attention to dangerous defects with vehicles made by Toyota filed a complaint in California state court March 2nd. The action was filed against Toyota Motor Corporation and a Lexus dealership in San Diego County Superior Court. On August 28th, the Lexus ES350 sedan, driven by off-duty California Highway Patrol Officer Mark Saylor, allegedly sped out of control and crashed, killing the driver and his three passengers. The plaintiffs maintained the car began to accelerate on its own and sped out of control despite Saylor's attempts to stop it. The Lexus, which was provided as a loaner while Saylor's vehicle was being serviced, reached speeds of up to 120 miles per hour before it crashed into another vehicle, went through a fence, struck a berm, rolled over several times and burst into flames. The plaintiffs bring products liability and negligence claims against the defendants. They seek an undisclosed amount of damages. Safety problems with vehicles manufactured by Toyota, including the Lexus line, have led to the recall of 8.5 million vehicles worldwide. The sailor's accident received major media attention before the Toyota recall. Meanwhile, the mother of a young woman who died after her car suddenly sped out of control and crashed filed a complaint in federal court in late February. Sandra Livingston sued Toyota for the death of her daughter, whose 2007 Toyota Yaris allegedly accelerated suddenly and crashed while she was driving in Pennsylvania. Livingston contends Toyota was aware that its vehicles were susceptible to sudden unintended acceleration. However, the company failed to make any significant changes to improve the acceleration and electrical systems of its vehicles. A federal judge March 4th dismissed the antitrust class action claims against eBay, Northern District of California Judge Jeremy Fogel said the plaintiffs, people who sell products through eBay's online marketplace, failed to show they were injured by eBay's alleged anti-competitive acts. Granting summary judgment to eBay, Judge Fogel said, although it was presented triable issues as to the relevant market definition and eBay's market power in the online auctions market, they failed to demonstrate they suffered antitrust injury through eBay's charging of super-competitive fees for its online auction platform. Online sellers alleged eBay engaged in monopolization of online auctions and person-to-person online payment systems, citing eBay's acquisition of systems such as PayPal and eBay's agreements with other companies, establishing eBay as the exclusive provider of those companies' auction sites. The judge said evidence that eBay has raised prices over a period of years and that several of its employees believe the company may have raised them too high proves nothing with respect to whether the prices are super competitive. For LexisNexis Legal News, I'm Neely Cybertech Editor, Mark Rogers. A federal judge has partially ruled in favor of a woman on the affirmative defenses brought by a record label and a copyright case related to her posting a video to YouTube that incorporated a song by the recording artist Prince. Northern District of California Judge Jeremy Fogel found Stephanie Lenz's use of the song Let's Go Crazy constituted fair use and that her posting of the video was not done in bad faith or with unclean hands, as Universal Music contended. Lenz uploaded a 29-second video of her son dancing to the song onto YouTube. Universal demanded removal, claiming it infringed the song's copyright. 
When Lenz received notification of the takedown, she promptly filed a counter-notification demanding that her video be reposted because it constituted fair use of the song. The video was eventually reposted. Judge Fogel found no evidence that any of Lenz's alleged misrepresentations during the case were made in bad faith or were the type of unconscionable acts to support Universal's claim of unclean hands. He said she also could be eligible to receive damages. Online consumer review site Yelp.com has been hit with a class action lawsuit accusing the company of extorting businesses that receive negative reviews on the site. Cats and Dogs Animal Hospital of Long Beach, California, filed the lawsuit in the Central District of California, claiming Yelp operates an extortion scheme whereby the company's employees call businesses demanding monthly payments under the guise of advertising contracts in exchange for removing or modifying negative reviews that appear on the site. The plaintiff classifies Yelp's practice of offering to manipulate the listings of consumer reviews in exchange for a monthly fee as high-tech extortion. A state court jury March 2nd found that Allergan Incorporated did not fail to warn about the risks of Botox in a case involving the death of a cerebral palsy victim on whom the drug was used off-label to treat leg spasms. Kristen Spears of Amarillo, Texas was born with cerebral palsy. She was given seven sets of injections of Botox over 17 months to control leg spasms. She died in November 2007 of pneumonia and respiratory failure. Kristen's mother sued Botox maker Allergan in Orange County Superior Court, alleging the company failed to warn of the risk of using Botox for the off-label use prescribed for her daughter. The case was centralized in the California Botox mass tort docket. The jury found that the potential risks of Botox were known or knowable, that the risks presented a substantial danger to Botox users, and that ordinary consumers would not have recognized the potential risks. However, when asked if Allergan failed to adequately warn of potential risks or side effects, the jury answered no. Allergan argued that Kristen died as a result of her cerebral palsy, not Botox. For LexisNexis Legal News, I'm Michael Lefkowitz. Using a U.S. Senate staff report as a springboard, a California county government February 26th sued GlaxoSmithKline in federal court for false advertising related to the company's marketing of its Avandia anti-diabetes drug. The county of Santa Clara, citing a Senate staff report on Avandia, alleges that false and deceptive marketing of Avandia, particularly GSK's claims of superior treatment of type 2 diabetes and better cardiovascular outcomes compared to older diabetes drugs, has cost the county $2 million in Avandia prescriptions. Santa Clara says California has more than 3 million diabetics, the largest number in the country. It says the marketing of Avandia has resulted in hundreds of millions of dollars in drug sales that otherwise would not have been made. In addition to cost, Santa Clara says California residents who took Avandia suffered avoidable heart attacks, strokes, and sudden cardiac death. An appeals court has found a class under California's unfair competition law of all Listerine purchasers over a six-month period is overly broad. The court held many of the consumers were not subjected to the as-effective-as-flossing advertising, and the six-month campaign does not constitute a massive sustained fraud envisioned by a recent California Supreme Court case. Citing 2009's In Re Tobacco II cases, the Second District Court of Appeals said, Tobacco II allows a class representative who actually relied on the defendant's misleading advertising campaign 
to represent other class members who may have lost money by means of the unfair practice. It does not stand for the proposition that a consumer who was never exposed to an alleged false or misleading ad or promotional campaign is entitled to restitution. The lawsuit against Pfizer alleges labels on Listerine mouthwash deceptively claimed it was as effective as floss. The court said the class certified here Listerine buyers in California during a six-month period is grossly overbroad because many class members, if not most, were never exposed to the alleged misrepresentations and are not entitled to restitution. The court noted that 19 of the 24 different Listerine bottles never included the claim that mouthwash is as effective as flossing. A federal judge in mid-February certified a class action lawsuit accusing a gas heater manufacturer of selling a dangerous and unsafe product. Northern District of California Judge Claudia Wilkins certified a class of consumers who own residential dwellings in which one or more Superior or Lennox brand single-pane sealed glass front gas fireplace has been installed since February of 2004. The plaintiffs maintain the company failed to disclose or concealed the fact that the fireplaces are dangerous and unsafe and that the single-pane glass front may reach temperature of 475 degrees Fahrenheit. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that a corporation's principal place of business is where the company's executives work, not where the company sells its products. The unanimous February 23rd High Court ruling will likely make it more difficult to sue out-of-state corporations in state courts. A class action lawsuit involving alleged violations of California's wage and hour laws was filed against rental car company Hertz in California State Court. The company removed the case to the Northern District of California seeking to establish federal jurisdiction. The district court granted the plaintiff's motion for remand back to the state court, finding that the amount of activity or business conducted by Hertz was substantially in California. It said Hertz's principal place of business was California, and therefore diversity jurisdiction did not exist. On appeal, the Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals affirmed. The Supreme Court found that a corporation's principal place of business should be interpreted as the company's nerve center, typically where its headquarters is located. The High Court noted that although the nerve center approach is imperfect, it is superior to other methods. The ruling helps resolve a long-simmering debate among federal circuit courts, which for the past 50 years have used an assortment of tests to determine a corporation's jurisdiction. For LexisNexis Legal News, I'm Edie Scott. Visit the LexisNexis store for all your legal book and software needs. The store offers thousands of titles to help you in the practice of law and in managing the business of your legal practice. You can reach our e-commerce site by clicking on the Store tab at the top of the LexisNexis homepage or by going to LexisNexis.com store. For further information on these and other California cases, visit LexisNexis.com slash Mealy's. LexisNexis Legal News California, written by the editors of Mealy's Publications, current and targeted legal news and litigation reports. The LexisNexis California Legal News Podcast, copyright 2010 by LexisNexis, a division of Reed Elsevier Incorporated. LexisNexis, total practice solutions. This is Steve Bursler. Thanks for listening.